0: Good morning. Thanks for joining us today for our readings in James. I'm glad that you're reflecting with us as we continue in the book of James. Yesterday we finished uh, with one of my favorite passages, chapter uh, chapter 1, verse 17, where we talk about how every good gift comes from above. Today we're going to talk about another great passage in James. We could probably just go verse for verse, honestly, in this section and spend days unpacking so much good stuff in each verse. So Let's just walk um, today to the end of chapter one. We'll pick up with verse uh, 19. Uh, this is chapter one nineteen through verse 27, the last chapter of this verse. So James 1, uh, 19 through 27. You must understand this, my beloved, let everyone be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. For your anger does not produce God's righteousness. Therefore, rid yourselves of all sordidness and rank growth of wickedness. Welcome with meekness the implanted word that has the power to save your souls. Be doers of the word, and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. For if any are hearers of the word, and not doers, they are like those who look at themselves in a mirror. Then they look at themselves, and going away immediately forget what they were like. But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere, not being hearers who forget, but doers who act, they will be blessed in their doing. If any think you are religious and do not bridle their tongues, but deceive their hearts, their religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God, the Father, is this, to care for orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. Okay, lots (laughs) we could spend time in here. Um, Verse 19, verse 20. Be slow to speak, slow to anger, for your anger does not produce God's righteousness. If there's any verse I think that we could stand to hear in our world right now, it's that one. Slow to speak, slow to anger. Um, so I think, huh, not to beat on a dead horse, and maybe even a dead horse, some of you are watching this video on. Um, I think this right here underlies the value, the issues with social media and the world we find ourselves in today. How we live in a world where we are very quick to speak. We live in a world where we are very quick to anger. And I love what he says here, that the anger does not produce God's righteousness. A lot of times in life, I find myself wanting to get angry. And frankly, a lot of times in my life, I can find myself wanting to get angry and be convinced that my anger is righteous. And we, we use the example of Jesus flipping over tables in the in the temple. But if you look deeply at what's happening in that passage, Jesus was not flipping off the tangle, table so much in anger. We said he was driving away the source of income for those who were robbing from God. When he flipped over the tables, he just, he messed up the, uh, the money changers and their ability to, to change out the money. And then he drew, got the whip and drove out the animals. He wasn't so much flipping over tables for people or driving out people, but he was disrupting the system that was using the house of God as a means for profit and to keep people from being able to come freely into the house of God. So Jesus wasn't just hulking hulking out, if you will. He wasn't just angry, but he was, even his anger in this purpose, if it was done with a point, he was doing it with a point. He wasn't just angry for anger's sake. And I think sometimes in life, we want to be Jesus flipping over the tables and not Jesus healing the ear of the soldier. And, and I think, you know, I think guys and gals, if we can be Jesus healing the ear of our enemy, or if we can be Jesus looking upon our enemies and saying, pray, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. Then if we can, if we can live in that type of peace, and that type of relationship with God, then I think our anger flows from righteousness. But so often, I know with me, my anger sometimes just flows from pride, flows from <laughs> lack of patience. Anger doesn't produce anger; does not produce God's righteousness. So let's—if we find ourselves getting angry, let's take a moment to check why we're getting angry, and be careful of that. Then he says here: be doers of the word, not just hearers who deceive themselves. That's our call, y'all. is not just to hear the good news of Jesus, and not just hear the commands of the gospel, not just hear the 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 will of God to do these things, but to uh, do it. We don't just need to hear; we need to do. I, I've talked before about this: how uh, you know, for a good healthy diet, a good healthy lifestyle in life, we need to both eat well, but we also need to exercise. And if we don't eat and exercise, then we're not going to have a healthy lifestyle. It's both. You don't just need. To, I mean, you need to eat well, but you also need to exercise. We need to hear God's word. We need to hear it through devotionals and through reflections and through worship and through our own proper reading. We need to hear God's word. But we need to do God's word as well. We don't just need to hear, we need to do. Because if we just only hear or only receive or only feed, but do not exercise our faith, then just like that would be an unhealthy lifestyle physically, that's an unhealthy lifestyle spiritually. We need to receive we need to act both and then it ends with one of my favorite verses As you've heard me say i mean i read a lot of james say well this is my favorite verse verse 26 and 27. if any of you think you're religious and do not bridle your tongues but deceive their hearts their religion's worthless ooh ooh bridle our tongues the bridle keeps the horse in place james is going to talk a lot about our tongues and our language If we do not bridle our tongues, watch what we say. We'll be careful, little mouth, what you say. Bridle our tongues. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God, the Father, is this. To care for orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself unstained by the world. In other words, religion that God desires is not just a religion of hearing, but it's a religion of doing. It's a religion of action. It isn't just that we hear God's word. It isn't just enough that we hear what Scripture says. It isn't just enough that we hear what the preacher says. It isn't just enough that we hear from our own reading. It isn't just enough that we hear from the choirs and the praise teams, from our small groups, from our leaders. But we have to do it as well. And that's the religion that God finds as pure. Religion that is undefiled is to take care of the widows and the orphans, take care of the weakest among us, take care of those who can not help themselves, take care of, in that culture, widows and orphans were literally the most destitute within the community, because the widow would have had no means to take care of herself. She was dependent upon her husband for care, and a widow would not have had the ability to care for herself. So a widow would have been completely dependent upon the community, particularly the Christian community for help. And same thing with an orphan, because the widow would have lost her husband the orphan would have lost both parents. They would have no family, no one to care for them. And as the church, and that would have, there would have been no other way for these individuals to have had a shot of life or a shot of living, if the community, if the church did not take care of them. So, religion that our father finds as beautiful, or that our father finds as pure and undefiled, is to take care of widows, take care of orphans, and to keep yourself unstained by the world. So This is where we see that debate we're going to talk about with James and Paul, faith and works. Because Paul says we're saved by grace through faith, Thus, no one can boast. We talked about that a few days ago. So our command is to, 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 to receive grace and to follow and believe and have faith in that way. But that faith, as Paul tells us here, don't be just hearers but doers, that faith must show itself in our actions. That faith must show itself in how we care for others, how we care for the widow. How we care for the orphans, how we put into practice and put into place what God has shown us through His Word. So we see three commands here watch your tongue, be slow to speak, slow to anger. Watch your heart, because out of our heart flows both our words, but out of our heart flows our emotions. And I know for me, when I find myself getting angry, when I find myself saying things I shouldn't say, I always want to go back and check my heart. Where is this coming from? Why am I feeling this emotion? Why am I feeling this action? Why am I feeling this agitation? Why is this flowing up from within my heart? And check that and get that right. Brought on your tongue. Then be doers, not just hear. So in other words, we hear this and we're called to do it. So if we say, yeah, you know, preacher, you're right. We should watch our anger. We should watch our words. We should watch these things. But then we don't do anything about it. We don't take any action to what we've heard. Then it says here, uh, those who are hearers but not doers like those who look at themselves in the mirror, they look at themselves and immediately go away forget what they were like. We're supposed to hear the commands of Scripture and actually live it out in our life through grace. And then the religion that God wants from us is to take care of the widows, the orphans, those that are in need, and to keep ourselves unstained by the world. In other words, rely upon his word, rely upon his faith, rely upon the scriptures, rely upon the means of grace, rely upon the community of the church, and to keep yourself separate separate from the way the world lives and the way the world acts, and the way the world thinks, frankly, the way the world's angry, the way the world speaks. But in our language, in our emotions, in our actions, in how we live, love, serve, forgive, do we look more like the church, the body of Christ, or do we look more like the world? We find ourselves drifting more like towards the world. We need to really check where we are and check our heart. So James is just full of good stuff like this, y'all. It always convicts me. And so when I, I guess I want you to hear when I talk about how much I love James, James is convicting to me. I hear these things and makes me check my heart and check my life. J- James really convicts me every time I read it. So let me try to apply these things. I'm going to try to live like this. I'm going to try not to be just a hearer of the word, but a doer. Hey, thanks for joining us this morning. Um, We'll pick back up tomorrow with James chapter 2. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks for being part of this. See you tomorrow.